What episode's this? Episode twenty. Twenty. Oh, start this now. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right. How's it going? Welcome back to Here's the Crack Podcast, episode twenty. Thomas is going to kill me for saying episode twenty because he doesn't like it whenever I indicate what episode we're on, even though I think it's very important. But Thomas is very annoyed. We have a guest on today, Dave Elliott, who has agreed to come on our podcast. Hi, guys. Um, am I allowed to talk yet? Am I allowed to say yeah, hi? Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll give you the green light. La. Okay, sweet. <laughs> really Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you've agreed to come on the podcast. Thank you very much. Um, no we'll promise we won't keep you for too long. Um, the, the, last, the last person we had on a Zoom podcast was Tim, Tim Gallagher from Dirt Civil. Oh jeez! How, how long did he keep you on for? He sat against the radiator and, like, towards the end of the podcast, we we're like, we we're like maybe half an hour, forty minutes in, and I was genuinely looking at him like I'm colorblind, but I could see his face was like bright red. I was like, he's gonna die on us here. Like, he, he was sitting beside a radiator or something. I said, why, why? But, That's probably some sort of just like like meditation, Zoom yoga type thing. Yeah, nah. he burned like my, my wife doesn't have me turn the radiator on, so don't worry, I'm, I'm grand, I'm squeezing the anything. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we'll get straight into it anyway. Um, first of all, you have a, a well, obviously, you don't have it at the moment because of COVID and whatnot and all that crap. I don't want to talk too much about COVID, but then you have your own gig coming up. Is it yes. December time? December, I tried to book it far enough in the future that maybe people will be allowed out again. So, December 17th, I'm playing the Ulster Hall. So that's what I was going to ask. Did you book it during COVID or did you book it pre-COVID? Actually, I booked it during it. I just thought, you know what, let's let's give it a rattle and see because um, I was I was thinking about shows to do at some point this year. I had plans for, for 2020, as I'm sure most people did. And then COVID happened and it was like fairly early doors. And I went, right, well, I'll not be doing stand-up, so what can I do in between? Yeah. Like, they keep busy, so podcasting, writing other things. And I just was getting to the point where I was sort of seeing gigs starting to get booked again. And I was thinking, well, I'm not going to be able to do a tour this year because of maybe not knowing what's going on. So I thought I'll try and book a big show. And then I just, for some reason, was like, I was going to do the Ulster Hall in 2022. And I just thought, you know, why, why wait? Well, what, what's going to change in this year that all of a sudden it's going to be, I'll do it next year. So I thought, you know what, just do it and we'll see what happens. So yeah, yeah on a bit of a whim, um, I thought I'll do it. And then the the promoters were like yes sweet we've got a date for december i went right let's do it let's just go and see see what happens so yeah. here we are and um, very tight bum already in, in january <laughs> ready to go so and have you good. like have, is that like the biggest because i know you do, have you done you've done the ulster hall before yeah i did it with the rest of uh like uh i was thinking it was six of us it was myself colin mickey aaron woodsy and kieran bartlett and then Aaron mccann yeah i said mccann yeah so we did it a few about I think it was maybe four years ago. And then it was just, you know, after that we sort of guys started doing their own gigs and everybody individually kind of got, got busier and busier. And I just thought, yeah, it's a good time to to give it a go, really. You know, and All just right. and I've been a bit um taken aback really with the response so far. It's been class. So just hopefully it'll carry on and we'll get a get a with any with any luck to sell out, but even just a really good crowd would be delighted. Yeah. So like, do you stick it up and then immediately just, is it just like a, na- a nail biter in terms of like, because I, yeah. I couldn't imagine doing anything like that. You sticking something up and you're just like, is this going to take or is it not? And then yeah. is it just, I would be a mess. Eh? No, it's, it's weird. You put it up and it's like, you're building up to it because you don't really tell a lot of people what's happening. So, it's, so there's a wee bit of a buzz about it happening. And then whenever you put it up, you're like, oh, that's it, it's out. And then you sort of, there's a period where you're like, you can see the response. Well, like sometimes, you know, on social media, people can be great. And then at the same time, they can be shitheads as well. So you're going on, no, just hope. But the response has been really good. And then the first like couple of days, a load of tickets shifted. And I was like, right, okay, it makes me feel a bit easier. You know, and now I can be like, right, I've, I'm on track. So just, you know, once we, we sort of do the promotion and that, it should, should, should go rightly. So, yeah, it's happening and it's, it's far enough away that you can relax a bit. But I think come maybe sort of May time, I might start going, I know, if I've not bought my arse to, to shift any more tickets. You yeah. Know? So, but yeah, it's, it's nice. It's out there. Response has been good and I'm I'm excited. Well, yeah. What way does it work in terms of like doing gigs? Like, do you go to like Ulster Hall or like, you know, like what way does it work in terms of that? No, well, like we, 
I sort of have, I have an agent and he kind of speaks to me about what I should be at. Basically, he said, you should just yeah. thought about here, you should thought about there. And then like you speak with promoters. So I worked with Shine before when I did my tour last year and I played the limelight was my kind of the, the big Belfast show I did. And then yeah. it was just sort of felt like, a, you know, a discussion that was going to be you know, the likelihood of a tour this year, probably not going to happen, you know. So I thought, let's just put it towards a, doing a big show. Um, and then when you speak to the promoters at Shine, they were like, well, you should probably try here. And you, you sort of go, should I? And then they're like, yeah, we'll just book it. It's free in this date. And you go, and you get a beep, but like, ah, fuck, let's just do it. Let's go for it. And then once you book it, you go, oh, no. Then you tell your wife, and she's like, why have you done that? And you go, just thanks for the support. <laughs> so you know you're just going to be stressed the entire year. I'm like, listen, that's all part of the fun, you know? Yeah. So if I have a heart attack on the way up to the show, somebody can step in and everyone buy tickets out of out of support for me and my family, you know. So <laughs> it's win win, win win. It's and do you have any do you have any sort of nerves like not having done down gigs really, like because well, of COVID? Or are you sort I of think, I, I think I have I did about three gigs from like it's weird because I, I finished the last dates of my tour were in Jan, like very late January in 2020 so I had been gigging flat out up until then and then I had I think I've done three gigs since COVID I did um, two shows in the limelight when it was sort of open again and back to the normal the first gig back I was like this will be great I'm excited can't wait to do it got on stage was like I forget fully how to do this and it was <laughs> it took a bit of time to be like oh, you know how to remember my cues how to but after that first show the second one was a lot of fun and then we did uh, put on a gig in the boneyard which is associated with Pug Weeks, where I run run a comedy club, and it was class at like an outdoor outdoor venue, and it was just the first time we'd done a gig there, so it was it was really good. And then I thought, right, we can get one of these every month, and then obviously shut down again. So, yeah. um, I think I'm hoping that you know there'll be some sort of gigs between now and then to kind of work the show and, and work new bits, and uh, it'll probably be like going sort of back to the beginning a bit. You know, I think a lot of us. Would play, you know, the 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 bars are like two or three people. You know, I think we'd almost like go into people's living rooms and be like, "Can I just do a set for you here at this point?" You know, so yeah. Um, I just think yeah, we'll probably be like starting from scratch, but I'm hoping you know the material and and that is you know worked. It's worked on already. I've got uh, a lot of it sort of written already. It's just a case of kind of trying it out a bit. What yeah. hope when it works? What how how do you like? How do you like set material? Like, is it just something like? Because that's one thing. I like. I wa- I watched Colin Geddes's podcast, and like, I watched. I watched some of them on YouTube, and then whenever he's talking about stuff, you can see him writing down stuff. So, yeah. is it just like, do you use just? Does something happen? Like, could you be in a supermarket just getting your groceries or something, and then something happened here? It's like, frick, that would be yeah, hilarious like, to talk about. There are sort of the way I, I some like there would be maybe something would happen, or I would think something like i wonder what happened if i did that and then it goes ah it could be a bit you know and then it's maybe how do you basically how do you just make something up to get to that bit you know how do you make a story to get to the punchline right so i the only bit i I can think of really was my first the first bit i ever wrote was about a time i went to see a doctor because i genuinely thought i had a lump in in my balls right so it was a whole build up to that going on. What if I what's something wrong with me here? And genuinely, when I went to the doctor, he just was like, "You just have an ingrown hair." So I had built this whole big thing up, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm gonna die here." This is my my uh, my doctor. It's been with me from a, I was a kid. He's gonna see. Then I'm worrying the whole way up, being like, "What happens if I've never had another man touch my bits? What happens if he touches them? I get a wee bit excited. You know, all this stuff's going through my head. I'm, I'm panicking. And after all that, he just went, "Oh no, it's just an ingrown hair." And it was almost like. Why have you bothered me with this, you fucking idiot? <laughs> so that was like my first bit. And then I thought, right, that wee bit's funny enough. How do I kind of tie a story up to that point? And yeah, it was just, that was it. So it was an ingrown hair, which was nothing serious at all. And then just how do I get a stupid story to lead up to there, you know? Nice. <laughs> so yeah, so that's, that's it. Hold on a second. I've got a, a pop-up here trying to... Make me uh, install my flash player. Not an ideal time, guys. Um, <laughs> there we are, sort of. How, how did you get? Hold your technophobe, but just no clue about anything. Don't know what it's in. Thomas, I thought you were about to say there. How did you get the ingrown hair? I was like, no. <laughs> tweezers, <laughs> this is, this tweezers. Is not a... <laughs> and, and I didn't have my own tweezers. I had to go and say to my mom, "Could she do?" Because at the time I wasn't married or or a girlfriend. I had to say to my mom, "Can you?" And she did it for me with, with tweezers. 
That's a joke, by the way. She didn't. She's just like, oh, his mom. I suspect uh, like, I don't know what to say. Is that an awkward experience? That's like, nah, she does it all the time. And I wish she has some back and stuff, so it's fine. Don't worry. <laughs> no thanks. Um, but like your your new your your new show in December is, is Pillow Talk. Yes, I, I'm trying to remember all this stuff because I don't want to say something. You're like, no, no, it's not. You're yeah. thinking of someone else. That's awkward. What What's the whole premise behind that then? Because obviously, I'm thinking it's going one way in terms of pillow talk. Is yeah, well, well, you know, pillow talk. The, the sort of known term is you know about things you say in bed when you're getting down to you know the, the nitty gritty, so to speak. Yeah. But I, I'm married now. Obviously, my like, angry on her, my just, balls. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I'm married. Basically, as soon as that happens, as soon as you sign that contract, it's in the small print underneath the marriage certificate says no more sex in your life. So, you know, don't need to worry about that. So Pill Talk's kind of, the idea came from we were just having a chat in bed one night and it was just such a, a weird, the conversation went in such a weird direction. But because both of us are just so used to each other being weird, we didn't realize until we told somebody else and they were like, what's wrong with you? The conversation was like, I was lying there just in bed, tired. And my wife was kind of like, just touching my, my back. And she was like, your back hair is really soft. And I was like, yeah, it is. We, and then I should have just gone, that's a weird thing to say, but yeah, yeah, it is. And she goes, did you condition that at all? Do you like on purpose? And I went, no, I don't think I actually like fully condition. I think it's maybe just when I'm doing my hair, it maybe runs down and that's just, well, and then we just got in this big conversation about how soft my back hair was and whether like I like treat it and stuff. And then, it, you know, it's just that thought. It's like you say some of the most stupid things in bed when you're not even paying attention. So it's just like that and other wee stories that, you know, have, have led into that. And then just other just general life stuff as well. But that was just the, the one of the bits that I thought would be a catchy title and, and would work. You yeah. Know? Other than my mom tweezes my balls. I didn't think I would have the same hit you know on a poster my ma tweezes my dick but uh you know <laughs> but to some audiences maybe you know maybe but. i could imagine that on like instagram or something like my new show ulster hall i know it'd my be weird tweezes. if my mom actually liked it you know that'd be <laughs> the, the weirdest thing oh like don't be sharing that you know that's what my mother-in-law loves to do share stuff like i, I saw something the other day on facebook <laughs> That she liked something and it said she was one of my top fans. And I was like, oh no, that's that's absolutely tragic. Yeah. Your mother-in-law, one of your top fans. So I just blocked her, reported her to Facebook. Hopefully she's been born. <laughs> I actually looked the other day, my mom's one of my Snapchat best friends. I'd never nice. Snapchat anybody. Yeah. yeah I actually went nice. on it the other day, I went to send a Snapchat. I was like, Mom, best friend. I was like, What? Why is this <laughs> they have sent like one Snapchat to her in like the past month? But uh yeah, you. I seen you on the in the paper. It was the paper that wasn't the front page now, but it was a paper. No, thank God. Yeah, I was um, nestled between nestled beside the one and only Jamie Dornan. I mean, listen, if you're going to pick hunks from Hollywood, you know Shane would argue himself, but myself and Jamie, who else do you want? <laughs> the two bearded babes of the North Coast or the North North Star. Yeah, so I, I got. Uh, I was in the Sunday paper, and again, first and foremost, my dad. Text me, I was like, oh, you're in the paper. And my first response was, oh, no, what have I done? <laughs> you know, fuck, what, what for? And he was like, no, it's actually nice for change. So, yeah, I just said I'm one to watch this year, which whatever that means, you know, um, it, it's it's kind. But, yeah, one to watch, which means I have to actually work then this year. I can't just lie back and chill. Like, I have to try to do stuff because <laughs> realistically, I've just been sitting for the last year, like most people, in my pajamas and in my dining room. Like, so it's, you know, not, not much to say, really. But then you also think, like, you obviously if you're doing the show and stuff like it's understandable but then like so jimmy dornan like obviously jimmy dornan is jimmy dornan but like the last yeah. thing i seen a jimmy dornan doing was the fall and yeah. then he kind of went off radar so you're like yeah. what's what's he got cooking or have they just see, like but you see that's it because I, I don't know if you guys have watched the 50 shades franchise or if that's maybe something you have given a bible to no no like it. he just he got into that and just all the women all over the world are just like, oh, why this guy? You know, are you, so you going to follow us in footsteps now? And I mean, like, I think it would def- I would definitely be in a direct DVD version of Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, they wouldn't, they wouldn't be going to the box office. Just a guy just snoring all night with his arse out. Like, it would be too sexy. But, um, Jimmy yeah, stunt double. I think, I think it was a wee bit of, uh, you know, probably an insult to him to be like, he's probably like, I mean, what, what do I have to do? 
and from here I think I've done all right. I'm not one to fill the watch like you know. So yeah, he's probably taking it as an insult. Whereas I'm like, oh, this is lovely. You know, it's great. <laughs> my uh, that's funny because every time the topic of Jamie Dornan comes up in my house, my mom is retired now, but she she was a midwife, and uh, she was actually yeah. there whenever Jamie Dornan was born. Apparently, nice. I mean, so, was she working or was she just, did she just know this is going to be a star like was some born. sort of witch? She was like, she this guy, I know. It. <laughs> it came up in a really weird way because my mom's like a midwife. Like she's like, like she just doesn't anything, even if it's at the dinner table or something, like if someone's talking about something, my mom is like completely comfortable with talking about anything. So yeah. she'll just bring it up and she'll just sit back and be like, yeah. And like my, my sister would be like sitting there going, oh my God, I can't believe she just said that. But we were talking about Jamie Dornan and I was basically saying like, oh, he's in Fifty Shades of Grey. And I said mm-hmm. to mom, I said, you wouldn't like that because mom was like a religious person. I said, you wouldn't like that because there's like yeah. sex and stuff in it. And she was like, well, I probably seen Jamie Dornan's arse before. And I was just yeah. like, oh dear. <laughs> okay. And then by the time we realized, I was like, have you watched Fifty Shades of Grey? Like, is this what you're doing whenever we're out of the house? I mean, that would be slightly weird if she's seen him be born and I'd be like, see him in that film? Oh, why? You know what I mean? Why? But um, you'd done a show before that then, um, a good few years ago, was it? Like, by you have a kid? Yes, dad, my show was called. Yeah. It feels like I did it over about six years, but um, no, it was just, it was the one show and I did it in um belfast and it went 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 really good and then there were again these promoters were like do you want, want to do a tour and i'm like again uh, sure i'll try it and some of the gigs were great and some were just oh no you know why, why am i doing this but yeah it was it was my first kind of the first show i've done that i've gone i like that i'm happy with it you know i've yeah. done done shows before that i was like what even is this shit like and then and then i did that and was like yes that's a good show in terms of you know, there's a good start because again, you can do bits easy enough, you know, like 10 minute spots here, 15 there. But to have a show that has an actual sort of point behind it, you need a proper start and finish. They're probably the two most important bits of a show. And then, like, how do you kind of tie it all into the middle? But I was happy with how that kind of how that went. And I think it was the first time maybe I felt like, ah, I'm like, like, you know, when Pinocchio says when he gets his strings cut off, I'm a real boy. I was like, yeah, I, I'm a, I come a proper stand up now. I can do a proper. That was a good hour that I could stand over, you know. So, I was, oh yeah, I was, I was really pleased with that. And I just hope this one is uh, at least as good, you know, ideally better. But you got to sort of at least hope it's as good. Yeah, yeah. Because again, I got, I got a wee bit like, um, I don't, I don't want to say a wee bit, um, sort of waylaid by the fact that are people just going to think all I talk about is my kids which is boring you know like who wants to hear that you know is he just talking about about that forever so this shows more about like you know more generically relatable things whereas like the the last show was just about about having my first kid now I've got two so I mean I I can't really just repeat the same stuff so if they'll be like right these guys are just parked for now I'm going to try to you know do other stuff here for a bit yeah and how does that work go ahead where did you sort of start out like with the comedy like one of the things we were sort of talking about before you came on was like where does like a northern irish comedian sort of like where's the beginning well, like it's 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 quite it's weird like you know every like a, a lot of comedians would be like oh i've just loved it forever and it was my dream and blah blah i kind of fell into stand up a bit like i always liked it you know i always knew i liked it when i was growing up and i like watching stand up but i wouldn't have said like oh you know this is what i've always dreamt of doing but um when i was must have been in my early 20s um yeah probably about 22 or 23 um a, a guy i was in school with who i wasn't really friendly with like was cordial everything was fine but we wouldn't have said we were mates he was just like out of the blue he's like oh, i'm setting up this sketch comedy group if you want to be in it and i was like what weird that you've asked me and he was like no you're, you're always kind of like funny and stuff and i thought you might be interested in that and at the time i was a bit like you know seems a wee bit sort of like you know drama group sort of th- artsy farty and I was kind of like I'm not really into that at, that at that stage and I thought you know what let's give it a go and see see what happens so I got into that that sketch group and we kind of did shows for a good few years and that's whenever we got the, went to the fringe and I think that was 2012 we went to the fringe and I was just there where I met like a load of the guys who I'm sort of now really good mates with and we were just sort of hanging out and stuff when when we were there and then when the the, the sketch group kind of there started off I think being about eight of us in it and by the end there was like 13 or 14 so it just was too many people 
the too many different things too hard to kind of organize so everyone kind of went their own their own way and all amicably and stuff but then at that point uh was Shane Todd and Sean Haggerty and Mickey Bartlett were like oh you should try try stand up and I thought well if these guys are saying you know you should give it a go there must be something something there so I, I tried it and there wasn't anything there. There was nothing there at all. It was just, it was the worst, like stuff I was even talking about. I was like looking back on it going, why, why would I even think that's funny? You know, like what? Like I remember my first ever gig, I had, I'd gone into this bar and in, I say bar, it was like, uh, I don't even know. It was like a living room in Lisburn and it was like, like we coffee shop during the day and I had all this stuff. Like at the time I would have been, yeah, so probably I think I would have been like 20, 26 or 27 at the time. And I had all this stuff about like Facebook and blah, blah. And it's like, this will all be great. And then I went in and there was about four people who must have been, the youngest must have been 82. And I was like, there's not going to get anything I'm going to talk about here. So I thought, do I amend the material or do I just do it? And I just did it. And I just basically, it's like, if I were to close my laptop now and speak in my empty dining room, I would have got probably more back than what I got. <laughs> Uh, that day from those pensioners oh, no. and I mean I don't know why I continued because I did about four or five gigs and like even other acts that are on are looking at you going like what are you why why are you doing this like why are you saying why are you saying words in front of people you're terrible and then I think it was just a bit of me was like I, I sort of thought in my head I, I know I can do this like I know I can figure it out but it was just how to like figure out what my my style was really so and that's whenever I wrote that bit about the ingrown hair. And I was like, okay, that. And then I did that and I got my first like proper laughs. And I was like, okay, maybe if uh, if I sort of go down that, that sort of style of style up, that'll be me. And then I kind of just wrote that sort of way going forward. And and here here we are, you know, trying to coerce people into buying tickets to see me. In the <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. There seems I, to be like, so there seems to be yeah, like, a, like a is like with the comedians, like he's all like all the Northern Ireland comedians seem to like hang around together, like like he's all just genuinely mates or like, like, like how did, yeah. is it just because he's worked together or what? No, no, we are we are genuinely genuinely uh, friends, like a, a lot of us, you know, and it's it's strange because like again, I think sometimes we get a wee bit of bit of stick about oh it's just flipping six or seven white dudes, you know, and and, and sometimes you're you're like you know it's not through an intended act that that is the case it just happens that you know you know there's not enough really diversity here at the minute so you know it's, it's through no sort of fault of ours but it just always seems to end up that way and and genuinely too like we've done a few char charity gigs whereby if you're booking it you don't want to be asking people would you do would you come out and work for free of an evening and then a lot of people be like well no so if you just ask people who are genuinely your mates you can be like, don't come do a gig and we'll go for a few beers afterwards and make a bit of a night of it. You know, if you're not working, it's sort of yeah. like a, almost like our social. So we try to do a couple of charity gigs every year and then use that as kind of like our, our like work nights out, if you will. You know, so yeah. it's always the most fun. But genuinely, yeah, we are all, all really, really good mates, which is nice. We sort of speak outside of comedy and stuff too. That's how you know, I think you're real friends if you talk about other stuff and just, just yeah. stand up, you know? Yeah, obviously, these are all comedians. Is like you know the way every group has sort of their individual characters. Yeah, it's probably hard to pick this in, in in a bunch of comedians. But who's the who's the real funny guy? The real fun. It all it all depends. Like everyone is so so different, you know. And um, yeah. some people are are better than others in the WhatsApp group. Let me just be be fair about that. Like sometimes, you know, you you'll put some absolute gold in there. And get nothing yeah. back from it, and you just go <laughs> like you know. There's, you know, you know, the thing, you know the thing. You know the you know where Kanye jumped on stage and was like, "Listen, this is one of the best albums of all time." You know, yeah. there's a meme one of us made. I don't know who it was, but it was like that's some of the best banter of all time. And you, you throw it in there if you get no, no nothing back. You know, it's like you you fucking pieces of shit. But um, no, yeah. everyone's always. And the good thing about it is sometimes you get some comedians that are always on. You know what I mean? Always trying to like make jokes and sometimes you're like that's just exhausting you know so it's yeah, nice to yeah. be on that mate level where you can just you know have have just general chats and, and just crack like it's, it's good that way you know yeah i would say but a generally lot there's there's nobody really on the scene that you go oh shit i'm gigging with them you know like there's yeah. everyone's pretty sound and i think there's a bit of a i guess a wee bit of a 
a sort of snobbery towards acts from here, I think, because I know sort of the, the scene down south, there's not, you know, and I know from probably now it's better than it has been, but like some clubs that just wouldn't book us for some reason, they'd be like, oh no, you're not coming down here. And, you know, and there's a few guys who are, you know, really good and, and will come up and sort of do, do laveries or do pugs and, and they'll get you booked for gigs as well. And, that, and that's changing a bit, but it's like very rarely would you get, you know, maybe booked in, in or down south or across on in, in England either. So I think that's kind of hopefully changing a bit now, but there was a time where it was like, you would think, you know, we had, you know, slept with their, their wives. Like some of them were like, you, you're not, we're not having you here. You know, it's like, all right. Yikes. Is it, you feel day. like, do you feel like it's something to do with that sort of, like I do find myself Northern Irish comedy is sort of niche. It's like Northern Irish people are very like, they're raw. Like, I, yeah. I feel like we might be very offensive if we go over to, like I was just saying, the likes of England. Do you think people yeah. might not take the our sort I of comedy? Th- I think some of it has changed now a bit in that like in in scotland they love it you know there's a very yeah, similar yeah. sense of humor in like glasgow and, and and sort of edinburgh and things and they and that's where we kind of you know have have more success really but i think there's an element of um i guess i guess probably up here you just our sense of humor like even among friends and stuff and and like everyone has it is more just you know cutting really you know we like yeah. to roast each other basically everyone and like whether it's your mum or your dad like you'd be lucky to get them to say something nice to you you know it's more often than not they're they're tearing you to shreds and i think yeah. you know that that sort of translates into the in the stand-up a bit and sometimes if you're trying to do you know i i guess i, I hate to sort of say like woke comedy but that seems to be very much the end thing in certain places like like london or dublin it seems to be if they're very pc as to what you say yeah. you can't Whereas I think here we would sort of, you know, again, you you know what you say, what you're saying is a joke, and you know yeah. if it's done right, you can you can say if, if you if it's a good enough joke or it's worded right, you can say anything, you know, realistically. But then you know people will just take offence, and and like I remember once I did a gig at Queens, and like afterwards Twitter was just blown up about how I, like you would have thought I was like Saddam Hussein or somebody the way they were getting on, or like this guy, I can't believe he said this. And then, like, it started off, I made a joke, which was, um, I think it was, I, I was what was known as in my day, growing up as a little boy, I was a bit of a handful, or in today's terms, severely ADHD, right? That was the, the joke. And they were like, what's he doing, joking about? And they just heard, they hear the word, and they were like, and then it just went on this Twitter feed, some, some, um, some girl tweeted about how I was like the worst thing that's ever happened to Queens. And I was like, what? What? And then some guys posted a news story about um, a guy with autism who got beaten up in a park. And he was like, this guy is causing things like this to happen. And I was like, how, how have I, do- you know, what? And uh, it was just really, it was surreal. But <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, you know, and, and at the end of the day, if you want to be super snobby, you could be like, well, actually the joke was about, you know, labels and now how in my day, you know, I probably, I probably do have ADHD, but in my day you weren't described, you know, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't a joke about the condition. It was a joke about me being a bit of a bollocks as a kid. Yeah. But they just jump on it. And sometimes you say words and people lose their mind. Again. And there's two times where I was like, oh no, that was one. And then another, I made it, this true story, a few of my mates just for the crack took my photos and put it on grinder for like uh, like half an hour and you know when you, you know when you know your mates have done something to you and you're like yeah. you're looking at them and they're sort of going <laughs> <laughs> you're like what has happened and they're like oh nothing mate nothing <laughs> and I say right I know there's something up what is it and then they just spin the phone around and there's me on grinder long story short I was popping off on grinder right like I'd been on <laughs> like I'd been on Tinder for about two years at the time and got nothing 10 minutes on grinder <laughs> needed to needed to reset all your apps because there's no memory left in the phone like it was just popping off so um as i right kick that down you know please and uh, it was fine so i was doing a bit saying basically how um I, you know i i wished i i wish i was gay because if i was i would be you know the cock of the walk like i'd be cleaning up but i'm not I'm flipping. i can't even get a date to save myself so that was what it was and then somebody in the crowd just started scr- like screaming homophobic at me I was like, what? No. He goes, I'm a phobic. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, and I said, pardon? He goes, you're being homophobic. And I was like, oh, wow. And then they went, my friend died because of this. And I went, because of my stand-up? <laughs> Shit, I had <didn't>, no idea. <laughs> and then out the went. 
And then afterwards, it turns out that it was another comedian who uh, is a trans lady. And she was just like raging in the diet. And I sort of said to her, like, you do know I wasn't, if anything, I was saying, you know, I was I was being very pro LGBT with that piece. Yeah. You know, I was like saying you're you're either born this way or you're, or you're not like. And she was like, no, no, no. And then went off on it. And then the, we ended up getting into a wee bit of a like the promoter wanted her like her to come speak to me. And I was like, no, nah, I don't talk. Why, why would I want to talk to her? You know, if that's a, a stand up, you know, she should if she had a problem, just waited until it finished. And then been like, you know, I, I found that to be. And then I could have said, oh, that, that wasn't how it was intended. I apologize, but. I was like, nah, she, if she's a comedian, she's shouldn't know the etiquette of it. She ruined my set, made made my night bloody difficult. And um, yeah, I was not happy about that particular evening. But since then, I think yeah, I haven't had any moments like that. And it's been that was definitely an eye opener for sure. And uh, yeah, you just you just sort of realize people will sometimes hear a word and then go, oh, and then it's just the red mist. So. Um, I think I think you should be, you know, you can kind of say what you like as long as you're not, you know, if you go out intentionally to try and be offensive or, or, or hateful, yeah. that's a problem. Right. But, you know, yeah. I just think some people hear words and then are just, you know, and I think that's less maybe the case here because they know the sense of humor, but you go somewhere else, they might be like, oh, no, this guy here. <laughs> do you find, like my, do you find go ahead. having to watch what you say now or like do you keep it on your head being like oh would that sort of come across badly or are you sort of just like this is what i this is what i yes like, see you know, now like i i kind of just like i think i'm happy in the fact that like i suppose when you're maybe you're you're younger you're more aware of you know what other people think i think the older you get the more you kind of go well that's not my you know this is how i am as a person these are my intentions i'm not trying to offend anybody if you get offended, that's your problem. Like, be offended. Good luck to you. You know, I, it's not my what my intention is. So, um, you know, it doesn't bother you as much. I definitely think, you know, I, I sort of just now write bits that I think where this would be funny and people would laugh at it. Sometimes yeah. you get a few, ooh, and then other times people, you know, really like it. But it's just, you know, I, th- I think now I'm just happy and this is the way I write. This is the way I do it. And the people, are, I sort of, I suppose I'm in a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a nice position in that the people are buying tickets to see me now you know it's 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 good that that's the way rather than you know if you're on maybe like a an ensemble show or something where there's loads of different acts and maybe people were to come to see like a colin or a mickey or something they might yeah. and then they just be like who's that guy looks like pavarotti offending everybody you know that would be a problem whereas like now you just sort of you know people kind of know what you're like and it, that, that's a bit of a saving grace really you know but yeah, yeah I, I just think if people want to be offended like there's so much people get offended about now that you'd yeah, be I know. you know you'd there'd be no you'd have no 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 hours in the day left if you're worried about offending everybody you know yeah it's one of the, i think it's one of the things that we we know as well i i feel like i'm particularly more sensitive than these other two because like whenever we're talking about something i'm a bit like should we say yeah. that like is that okay i'm the type of person where as soon as the podcast ends i'm like see that bit where you said that like is it worth going back and just like maybe editing that out and they're like no nah, yeah. just like stick up because we found that probably the most free-flowing conversations we would have end up going down that route and like we would stick a couple of clips yeah. up on tiktok and they're the ones that end up going mad like viral yeah. and you're like hi yeah, i think that that would be my advice would be Try not to censor yourselves, you know, and then if something does cause a bit of a scene, you're going to get more people looking at what you're doing, you know. Yeah, so there's there's pros and cons to it as well. That's exactly what me and Shay said. We're just like, but you want people to react to it. (laughs) But I'll tell you the secret that I only found out recently. And whenever I was doing Boy Town, um, which is a podcast I used to do with Shane, um, every so often we have a producer, Ben, who now produces my podcast, but he Shane, we had, we had a, a group WhatsApp between the three of us. So to anything sort of podcast related, we would. But what Shane was doing was afterwards, if I said anything that he was like, "Oh, it might get me into trouble, and people mightn't love me anymore," he would be messaging Ben, be like, "Can you please take that out or take something I said out?" And I wouldn't. I never listened back to the podcast, so I have no idea. And he'd be yeah. like, "Yeah, he did to me all the time," and I'd be like, oh, "Son of a bitch!" And he's, <laughs> he's in there letting me say whatever the heck comes into my head. <laughs> the most libelous stuff, and he's just all all. Would he be more? Would he be more? Suppose like, well, you you do the BBC show too, and then yes. he does it as well. Would he be more like, yeah. oh no, you can't say that in reference to, do you know? Oh, absolutely. Um, someone yeah. could come back and bite me in the ass here. 
Like I, we did, uh, like that. That's the thing too, though. Again, context. I always would say, listen, it was in a podcast. If people go and go and watch it, and you'll see the contact context. And then, but we were. I have this thing with with Tim McGarry, and um, Da from Give a Headpiece, where like he said something to me about me on Shane's podcast, where he basically was like saying I was in and out of rehab with a serious class A drug abuse problem, right? And like he was sincere about it. Like he was like, yeah, they, Dave's got a real problem. And he's and, and people are listening, probably going, I didn't know that about him, which is complete bullshit, right? And it's not true at all. So we then started this wee thing where it was like, you know, I'm just going to start saying things about Tim McGarry like back as well. So if people ask me, oh, do you know him? I'm like, yeah, he's really, he's really, really hateful. Like, you know, this guy is so abusive that you don't want to be in a, in a, in a dressing room with him because he's a hateful piece of shit. And I'll listen in on the Boytown Christmas podcast we did, which was just like a one-off. I just said that I heard a rumor that he was on the logbook of Jeffrey Epstein's Island. <laughs> and you could see in that video, Shane, look at the camera, like, like, like as if, <laughs> can we say that? And he was like, uh, and it's a funny bit because um, Aaron Butler edited it. So it's just a wee clip that he sent to me. And it was like, I said it, I was like, you know, Tim McGarry's in Jeffrey Epstein's Island. And then Shane goes, and just he zoomed in on his face, like, oh no, can he say that? So yeah, he he definitely would have that a bit more, but you know, he's more of a he's more of like a clean cut guy than I'd be anyway, you know, with his, his stand up and stuff anyhow. So yeah, I think he has, has more of an image to uh live up to than I would, I would say. So yeah, he he likes to be a wee bit more clean cut. Cause I mean, look at him, he looks like a I was going to say a boy, but he looks like, you know, like a boy that's, that's an adult that's pretend to be a boy. It's a weird, it's a weird vibe he's got, but he's that sort of clean cut look. And, he, you know, he, he probably could do like presenting and stuff as well as all as the stand up and other things. So yeah. he I, probably has to, you know, I, be, I, a, be a, I think a better boy. I think Shane, every time, if we ever message him in the future, is just going to frankly ignore us because we've had one, <laughs> we've had run running with Shane where, I forget what it was exactly, but you he had put up some piece of content. And I think it was Shay. Like yeah. Shay. It was what was it? What was the place in Donegal? Muff. 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 Yes. Yeah. That was on the radio show, wasn't it? Uh, you you usually yeah. like talked about it, but like we'd literally done a podcast like the week before and Shay brought Muff up and we yeah. made a joke out of it. So the diving competition. Yeah. yeah. And we, he put it on Instagram then, and we sort of commented under joking, being like, Oh, someone's been listening to our podcast then. Yeah. And he just replied, But I've never listened to your podcast. <laughs> oh, just, oh, he's <laughs> taking that thick. Yeah. 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 Pro- probably like, he was just like, What? And we were like, What? what? And then and there, we like were on the phone with each other, and I was like, Lads, he has not took this at all the way we intended. Because we were just like, yeah. Oh, someone's been listening to our podcast. And then like yeah. the eyes. He was like, and then some other guy, I don't know who he was, but he just commented and was like, this guy is major in the MI comedy scene. Do you think he has time to be listening to your podcast? And I was like, who the frig's this wee guy? So we ended up just commenting on it and being like, love the love the radio show, keep up the good yeah. work. Like, I just cut it there. We were uh, like, oh no, that was so awkward. Out down like a flipping I, I will say, I will say to him that you guys are raging with yeah. him. You're we're coming you're to get him. Calling him a material thief. And I've got your back. Yeah, I will stick with you. As I say, yes, I know you listen. I've seen the podcast you listen to on your on your Apple app, and I know you've been listening to the boys. So, yeah, sort of. What's What's the radio show like to do in comparison to like your podcast and stuff? Because obviously, like the like BBC Radio Ulster, you can't obviously chat yeah. normally. Um, what was funny actually um, <laughs> last week was the, the first week of this new run. We had to pre-record because our producer had got COVID. So he had got COVID and he produces Shane's podcast as well. So he had isolate. So the only way we could have done it was a pre-record. I recorded it in here and then we sort of hashed it together that way. Again, that's that's a secret that he's got an exclusive, if you will. And um, so we were doing that and it was fine. But we were reading shout outs. And again, we, we get sent shout outs by, by loads of people looking just, just to read stuff out in the show and whatever. And sometimes you get shout outs that you go, that, that's like, who, 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 who's writing this? Like there's a guy every week 
who refers to himself as the human bat. I don't know if you've heard this. This guy's like, oh, it's the human bat again. And he keeps basically just saying Batman things, but with human in front of it. So he's like, oh, I was out fighting the human penguin. And I'm like, what? And we're, we're reading this going, this is ridiculous, right? So sometimes, we, you know, you think it's it's mad. And this one guy, we I had read it out, a shout out for him. And thankfully, it was pre-recorded because we got into a little bit of, a little bit of trouble about it. That his name, like it was, it was weird. Like I just looked at it and, and thought that is a weird sound of name. His name was James Stick, right? So that was fine. And then I was like, I'm looking a big shout out for James Dick here. And and it was only either read. And they were like, you can't say James Stick. And when I was reading it and writing, I was like, well, what's wrong with James Dick? And then I said, said to my wife, I was like, am I missing something here? Like I just gave a shout out to James Dick here. And she's just and she went, what? And I went, James Dick. And she went, James is Dick. And I went. <laughs> ah yes i'm with you now so that's 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 how that's where it went and if i'd have said that in there i probably would have had my bum spanked for sure but yeah like you you do you do sometimes you know worry because in between like doing shout outs or having a bit of crack when the music's playing we get in the ears like from the producer being like we can't you know oh don't be doing that or blah 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 so we say something you just go oh no and then once the producer of the show says something then there's like executives who will be listening the whole way through and we'll just have notes being made and i'll be like you talked about this you said that you mentioned james dick you fucking you know all this for toxic (laughs) so sometimes you you do be a bit like oh no am i okay saying that and thankfully so far touch wood I've got away with with everything. You know, the muff chat I did think was a little bit sort of. I was you know, shocked to, whenever I, went, I was shocked when I posted it. <laughs> yeah, but we sort of we, we were kind of told, you know, that you can you can, We were sort of like, can we be cheeky? Put it like that, and they were like, yeah. And then like some of the boss, like, yeah, of course you can be cheeky. And then some bit to a point, you know, you gotta know. And then sometimes you be pushing it and pushing it, and you get away with saying some things, and you get away with saying. But then sometimes you're like. Can I just say whatever I want? So that's what the worry is. If you get too comfortable, I, I think you, you would slip. But it definitely, I think our, our banter is sometimes a bit slower because you have to be aware of what's going to come out of your mouth next. You know, at the first few weeks of live radio, I was like, I'm going to say fuck. I, I know it. I'm going to do it. And I can't yeah. help myself. It's going <laughs> to pop out. But thankfully, so far, again, touch with a bit of this week, I said, and I'm struck off. But um, <laughs> yes, it's, it's definitely a bit more nerve wracking for sure than a podcast. Yeah, it is. It's refreshing to see like BBC Ulster do like a show like that because like you sort of yeah. just when you hear BBC Ulster, you sort of just think of like Nathan Carter and, and pol- politics and yeah. country music, like, like you know. Because again, it was it was it was it was strange because in the very outset, like we had done uh, the Shane Todd show as it was for for like a couple of runs, and to be fair. It wasn't good. Like we sort of didn't really know what we we're doing. It was kind of like a wee bit of sketches, a wee bit of chat. It just didn't make a lot of sense. And then we just made it like I'd actually said like I don't want to do it anymore, basically, because I was having to like do too much writing and stuff for it. And it was I was getting sort of hit with deadlines. You need to and it was stressing me out. And I was getting I wasn't getting paid anything good for it. And I was like, this is just more of a pain in the arse than anything you know and then i was like right i'm not doing it anymore basically as it was and then um that that it it stopped for a bit and we we did a live podcast in the accidental theater i think and one of the bosses in bbc was there and he had had gone because shane was going to be starting a new series of a show again just solo and then the guy was like oh i like your the two of you together would you do and then Shane was like, well, he sorry said, no, he doesn't want to do it. And then whatever way that it had discussed at the time, we're like, well, we'll try it a bit differently with sort of no sketches, just music and a bit of sort of crack in between. I was like, well, I'll give it a crack and see sort of what way it goes. And then it was just really, that was the first sort of time. It was really good fun. You know, it was really, really good crack to do the show. I was like, this is, this is great. I love this. And then it sort of became the, the rave music and stuff. And that's just, you know, it's, it's loads of fun like and especially during lockdown it was almost like my night out as well you know two of us getting in the studio like not seeing each other for whatever you know yeah. sounds like Romeo and Juliet you know we keep us apart for too long we love just getting stronger so and um, it was good to <laughs> it was good to sort of just almost like catch up and, and hang out again so yeah it, it's yeah. a lot of fun to do and I think at the minute you know we're, do, we're, we're doing all right with not being been too inappropriate, thankfully, and just hopefully it remains that way, and we don't have any slips of the tongue, and, you know. Yeah. 
<laughs> you you do seem that it does work well. I think the reason why it does work well is because like you do genuinely seem to have like a good sort of friendship like connection type thing. So I think that's yeah. the reason why you, you definitely that like I think that's quite hard to come across in like radio if you know what I mean because like you listen to Cool yeah. FM sometimes and there's some there's like not like the morning shows are fine but like throughout the yeah. day like they have it on at work and you're definitely like them two definitely don't get on like they're just kind of like yeah. chatting just for the sake of chatting see, here just because they they do it see I think I think we like we like mugging each other off and I think that's you know something that that's, that's like I love nothing more than seeing something terrible happen to him it's great you know and, and vice versa so i think like there's elements of that that i think you know we we just like taking the piss and it's genuine and we sort of yeah. try and push the envelope a bit with that and and uh, i think like other than like other than stand up like we were both in each other's weddings you know wedding party and stuff and he's a godfather of my daughter and i'm the godfather of his son and stuff so we are like if we both were quick comedy tomorrow we would still be friends although i would yeah. have a reason not to have to speak to him but we'd still you know have to yeah. be friends really so it's it's, it's nice again I, I, if nothing else you know i've got proper friends now as well that I'll, I'll hopefully have for the rest of my life which probably will be a couple of years time yeah <laughs> so that I'm, I'm gonna have a heart attack not that i'm gonna do it myself just in case <laughs> you know you're sort of like oh no this guy's really getting in the lockdown and get him <laughs> <laughs> so like with regards to obviously lockdown and whatnot, like is your week just completely free or is it more like writing? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it more like writing well, and then doing the BBC shows and stuff, or is like? Well, I try, but I have um, I have a three year old and a fifteen week old baby in the house. I'm my wife, so it's just on. Um, it's terrible. You know, yeah. it's, there's no peace. You can't. Just the only piece you get is whenever the, the kids are in bed. So either now in the evening or like the, like six o'clock in the morning. So you have to try to fit stuff in around that. But but it, it, like again, I think my attitude to it has been, yes, the situation sucks, but it's going to suck no matter how yeah. you kind of approach it. So try to, you know, make it as, you know, make, make the best of it as what you can. So... For from being a stand-up, I went right. What can I do that'll that'll help me sort of as as a comedian? So I focused a lot on the podcast, and then I did spend a lot more time kind of writing and pitching things to the places that otherwise I probably just wouldn't have done. So yeah. I just try to do that a bit more. And like the first lockdown, hands on heart, I was just greedy. Like I just my diet and my exercise went out the window. Whereas kind of now, I've got. Um, I've kind of built a bit of a gym in the garage and I'm trying to get out there as much as I can and I'm doing Weight Watchers or Slimming World, sorry, with my wife. And Swimming World. Just just trying that. And I tell you what, at the beginning, I was like, she goes, I'll try it for the, the, the month of January. And I was like, it'll do nothing. And I've tried it. And it's, to be fair, decent. You know, I'm feeling feeling good on it. And you, you never feel hungry. It's almost like you're cheating, but it's it seems to be working so all in all I'm, I'm enjoying the lockdown to a point but also definitely want to get back to normal as soon as possible because yeah. there's only so long you can stay in a house with these children like about you know w- wishing for your younger days you know, that's yeah. sometimes like i remember i used to be happy you know those sort of things <laughs> <laughs> but that's good what um where did the where did the name sly guy come from for your own podcast um well again my, my wife once again, she was the the voice of honesty, um, and I got a few um, like stickers made up for the podcast. Uh, the old name for it was Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast, which when I say that now, I kind of cringe. I'm like, why, why did I ever think that was a catchy name? You know, so I printed a couple of stickers for that as like prototypes, and I said, "What do you think of these? She, who would want them?" And I went, all right, that's kind. She was like, yeah, "Who'd want to wear it? like?" Who'd wear that of merchandise? And then she just kept going and going. Like, who'd want to wear your face? Look at your face. You're so ugly. Why am I married to you? You know, and I was like, you can stop and get the gist, right? I'll, I'll change it. So I thought, all right, I'll change it. And it just kind of, I love the word sly. You know, I would always kind of, even from as a kid, I was oh, he's sly. And I just thought, it's it's a good sly guy. Let's check it out. Is there any? And I went on, on iTunes and there was no, no sly guy podcast. I thought, bingo. You know, first name I thought of. I thought that'll save me a lot of work. So that yeah. was kind of where that came from. Just literally the first thing that popped into my head that I, don't, I didn't have any any sort of podcast already called that. So it was good. It was yeah. lucky. Yeah. 
And did you find that you your... Go ahead. No, I was, I was just going to say, you mentioned in your last podcast, you sort of touched on it there. Like, are you working on like a new sketch show or something? You're saying about pitching shows? I have, um, I've sort of, I'd wrote a, I had an idea for like a sitcom basically. And I thought, okay, and now this is where I need to watch what I say. Um, I was aware that some maybe sitcoms that are made locally mightn't be let's just say they're not to my taste all right i don't want to say they're good bad and different but they're not to my taste all right so i thought right i very much want to avoid you know my sense of humor like i, I, I laugh at things that happen kind of in life and sort of people's reactions to things are funny like to me i like like comedies like i like the office i like peep show you know things yeah. like that where like yeah. the, the laughs maybe come from sort of natural environment rather than being really like forced like laugh now uh you know that sort of way yeah so i thought right if i'm gonna be pitching this i need to make sure that my sense of humor and what i want the tone to be comes across so filmed a wee taster of it and sent that off and yeah the feedback that that was great they're like oh i really like that and then i had a couple of production companies like yeah we like to develop that with you Hopefully there'll be, you know, a pilot at some stage or, or whatever down the line. But again, I think that big help for me was filming the wee taster, which was only like four or five minutes, but it kind of showed there was, there's say three couples. It's about like young, like new, new dads, basically. And there's just three couples that are all different from different sort of backgrounds and stuff. And just wanted to show each character and their partner how, you know, they were. And yeah, I was, I was happy with that. So hopefully that'll be. Yeah being developed and it'll be how i kind of want it to be and not just i, I know, don't think there has the same kind of i don't think there has been anything quite like the like are you uk office or us office see i this is probably a divider of opinions but i love the uk office so much that I, I just i would I haven't even tried the, the us office now i'm sure it's probably as good i just haven't tried it i just wouldn't because i just feel like i just could you know was it the first one you perfect, watched so that's it Pardon? Was it the first one you watched? Because a lot of people seem to like the office that they watch first. So like, I would be yeah. American, but I watched the yeah. American office first. Yeah. But- no, I, I, yeah, I watched the, the, the UK office first. And then it was just like, you know, to me, that was my favorite sitcom. You know, I just thought that was, that was brilliant. And I liked it so much that if I watched the US one, I'd be like, these fuckers have ruined this, you know, and I just didn't want to get annoyed. So I just haven't. But I know that the people really love it too. And I'm sure. I, I'll probably watch it at some point, but yeah, just just to have a go around to it in case I just and do you, got angry. Do you feel like there's nothing that you can do now? Like that, like if you were to do a TV show now, do you feel like because you know the way in the UK office, like that there would be stuff where you're like that would not sit well yeah. nowadays. Is there stuff that you just are flat out like I can't include that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, see, this is the, this is the problem. Like, I I don't see that, so I think that's where like script advisors will be. I can't say that, Dave. You know, I think that's that's too far. You know, so I'll mm-hmm. I'll write it what I think's funny and sort of, um, you know, let people look at it, and then I'll probably go, ah, nah, I should probably probably change that. Um, like there was a, another thing that I have. It's it's earlier stage than than this one, but I had uh, an idea that it's sort of shown to a, a production company. And the one of the producers was like, right, I like it. I like what you're doing, but could you change the main character? Transgender. And I was sort of like, why? Just, you know, and he was like, it's in. And I went, <laughs> I mean, that, that in and of itself is probably a problem. <laughs> you know, you can't just say it's in you know it's and he was like i said the character there's no other reason other than you're just like you know wanting to take a box like no it just wouldn't work you know if you know if you're looking you would need you know for something as big a deal as that you need to be like a proper part of the story you know what i mean and a proper explanation rather than just there you you know there you go what about changing and it's like so that was one and thankfully that's not um, you know that that's now back in that project's back in, in my hands to, to pitch to other people so it's not with this dude anymore you know because it was like I was like I don't know because I just in my head I'm like if I just did that people would be so angry you know if yeah. they were just like you just throw and then at the time now it's changed because I, I don't want to be at the time I wanted to be that character 
but now I'm like, I just don't really want to be in stuff really anymore. And I just like would like to write where I can. The thing that I have going a minute, I would like to be in, but the, the rest of stuff probably not. So I just thought, imagine me. Like, I would be so, so offensive to people. Like, just me with the, the beard and the wig. It's so horrible, you know, just be honest. Yeah. Like, this guy is like, do you even, do you even know how people would react that in his head he's like listen it's very forward thinking but in reality it's like if anything it's you know people you know and it's going to be me cancelled you'll be cancelled everybody you know it'll they just throw a blanket of cancellation over everything so yeah yeah that was that was interesting but he and i initially thought he was kidding but totally sincere so let's let's try it what a what a bite and if i ever hear that phrase what a bite no you know the answer's gonna be nah you're all right no not, not today I cannot believe that. What about transgender? Because it's so in right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about this guy? And you're like, mm, could, no, sorry. You know, Thomas has just popped off. But to be fair, you know, it is, it is, he's offended at that. that, that <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I just, that, that to me was the worst that I thought. Like, cause yeah, there are some things that, you know, obviously there to me, are, like there needs to be more diversity here certainly you know it needs to be more female representation there needs to be you know again i just think it's hard because northern ireland is so historically it's just you know it's not a very diverse place really you know yeah. and you know you'd be almost pushing positive discrimination to be filling quotas from here you know but i do i do think like we, we need to have more you know, just if, as long as the scene's open to whoever wants to do stand-up, I think, you know, there should be no way to hold people back. But, you know, at the same time, you need to be funny enough and you need to be hard-working enough to, to justify rather than just people being, oh, you're you're this or you're that, there's a spot. You know what I mean? And that's what I thought this guy was sort of saying. Just throw that in there just to tick a box. And I was like, nah, you can't, you can't be at that. Yeah. You know? Do you speak with like many producers around and I got that you're just sort of like fuck you don't have a clue what you're on about like that's such yeah. that's almost like a TV show in itself like for someone to come out with like a character if you know what I mean yeah but like I think um, they're they're again it's maybe now it's a bit it's a bit better because I think I, I now have a bit of an idea as to what what to do with with ideas that I have like before. I didn't have an idea. I just thought, oh, you have to write a full script and then send it to people. Whereas in the real real world, they're like, now you just need to be like a couple of page treatment for people to be like, that sounds like an interesting idea. And then later down the line, they'll be like, oh, there's some funding, write a script, you know? Whereas I think over here, there's no like maybe, maybe process of explaining how to do things. So I, I kind of just only, re- I only really found out the right way to pitch ideas to people during the last lockdown really whenever i had a bit of time to to do you know push this 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 taster that it done and again i had no clue i just thought all you do is write a script and then someone will come along and take it take it and that's you whereas now i kind of know the way to do it and and you know again it was a wee bit sort of like again i was such an amateur you know when, when i was asking people about so i have this idea and like producers like why are you coming to me with this and it's like i honestly I don't know, you know, I've, I don't know what, what I'm doing, but now thankfully I can just, I have an agent who's amazing, like he'll just go and do all that sort of side of things and if people like it, and he'll be like, they like it and if they don't, he'll be straight with me, that's what I, what I like, because like, I find there's a lot of wishy-washy in sort of like entertainment, if you will, where people will be like, oh, I like it, you know, it's not for me, whereas he'll just be like, nah, I think it's shit and I'll go, thank you, I appreciate the honesty, you know, so yeah. kind of put that away, move on to the next, so it's good in that he will deal with, like, any of the, like, awkward conversations you would have, like, talking about fees and stuff, or, like, talking about developing things, he'll do all that now for me, and he's and he's great, and I totally trust him to do that, so I can kind of just focus on trying to come up with ideas or develop things, which is nice, yeah. you know, so it's just the fun stuff, and he deals with all the stuff that I don't want to, it's great. It is. Um, we got a few questions for you, um, okay. not not ours, but um, so see, I'm a bit confused because a few people have asked. Some someone asked, "Can I have a shaba?" Yeah, explain. Who's a four? Who's a four? <laughs> I don't know. Don't know? Like, I'm so confused because this came up, and I was like, "What is what is this about?" Whoever that is, you can have. Uh, there you go. Shaba, have it, enjoy it, put it in your pocket, and keep it for later. Share it out. 
Is that like a catchphrase then? Or? That's a radio thing. You know, when people are looking shout outs and stuff, they look shout outs oh, and shout right. So, yeah, that, that's, that's, oh. that's a radio thing. Shabbat. So you need to give his name then? Yeah. yeah. The person so who sent this one's probably. Shabbat to, to the anonymous one. Um, and Shabbat to one and all. Uh, whoever wants one can have it. They're going free. Um. One of the what well, we already covered. Someone that asked, "Have you ever had a bad reaction from a crowd?" And I think you've already covered that in your mm-hmm. yes. Um, what did you do before comedy? I work for a, a social housing provider, which has provided me with a lot of material that I can't say yet until you know I've I've got something written. So yeah, I worked worked a lot with sort of communities and things, which you know I enjoy a lot. Like you know, it's it was fun. So. Yeah, it was it was again something that you probably need to be you know, fully fully like sure that you're not going to have to bump into people anymore. You know, before you put this up, but you're the guy that said, but "Hey, you know." So so yeah, I worked there with with like uh, for I suppose um, like I was a my my title was community cohesion officer, so I like just dealt with grants and stuff for for you know community groups and and. You know, did projects and stuff with them, so it was it was a lot of fun. Like it was it was nice, but also very stressful. And yeah, um, yeah it was it was fun. But again, hopefully in in the future, I'll be able to, you know, do a lot of those stories or like write them into other things and stuff. Because some some of the things you've seen in that line of work, ten out of ten, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> but also, as as I have a couple of young kids, I worry that I might need my knees to like walk them you know on my shoulders yeah. and stuff so if i said the wrong thing about the wrong person they listen you know it'd be a bit of a problem yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> someone has asked what's the goal for your comedy i mean at the minute just to you know to me to me it's never been anything more than just to do a job that i like you know to be able to go this is a fun job you know at the end of the day you only have you only like one go at life, so you may as well enjoy it. You know, you may as well do something you actually want to do. So, if I could do something that I, if, if every day is just me being silly and I get paid for it, that's the dream. You know, just, yeah. that's that's it. Yeah. So, and hopefully, just to yeah, be comfortable and every day do something fun. Yeah, and I'll leave it with this one. Have you ever flopped at a gig? I'm glad you said out of gig there because I'm going to say yes plenty of times. Um, but yeah, you know, there's nothing there's nothing worse than when you're saying things to try and make people laugh and just people aren't laughing. You know, thankfully now I think you sort of, you know, the more you do it, the more you kind of get used to the fact that if, if you say maybe one or two jokes and they're not getting, they're not mm-hmm. getting any laughs, you, you're experienced enough to know to maybe go back to the gold, you know, go back to stuff, you know, it works and be able to kind of in the moment, but see in the beginning, you almost just like, oh, well, I did anyway, you just le- almost learnt your bits verbatim off the page and you're just like, why well, yeah. do I need to say these? So there have been a few times in the early days that have just really, really, really sucked. And thankfully there are few and far between now, but um, I also can't, in fact, I can't, I can remember the last gig I did that I remember going, I have eaten shit was and in 2017 at the Empire, you know, that's that, that like there's been times that have been, you know, uh, since then, or that wasn't a great set, or I could have done better, but the, that I properly died was uh-huh. uh, at the Empire. And Shane was at the gig watching, and he has a photo of me, and I'm standing there, and I'm just, whatever way, I'm holding the mic, I'm looking at the ground. You can just tell from my face, he knows he's eating shit here, and he hates it up there. You know, it was like such a grim sad photo of just me just going ah ah, dear you know and it was especially bad because um it was the first time my wife's brother and his wife had come to see me so she was like so we were just we were just going out at this stage so she was like oh he's really good he's doing he's doing really well i'm chuffed for him you know you gotta see him and they came and it was just like uh and in fact in fact back in the empire i did a charity gig probably two years ago actually so yeah that was the first time so the first time i've been back in the empire since that and this was a charity gig and nobody wanted to watch comedy at all at that point so what had happened oh this is the worst um that shane wanted to do a spot and then leave 
So he had turned up and had sort of set up to do his spot was like, no, I need to go first and then go. So whatever way the order of the running order was, he had ballsed it up basically. Yeah. So the, the, the gig we were doing was to raise money for a guy that had passed away. Right. So um, there was a, a memorial video of the guy, basically mm-hmm. like some stuff about him and a really moving video about this guy who lost his life. And then they were like, so whatever the way the running order was, it's going to be Shane will go on there, we're going to play the video, then Dave. So I was like, so there's people are here to raise money for this guy's family who's died. You're going to show a memorial video of him, then I have to go on and be funny. And they're like, absolutely. <laughs> so I did that. And when I went on, people just were like, not interested. They were just at the bar. Just It was like, I just hated it. Crying. Was like, I, I remember looking at like this couple who were like actually trying to watch me. But then, yeah. then I just got to think as the books to do 10 minutes. And I think it did like six and went, right, I'm away home here. It's just, you know, horrible. Yeah. And then everyone's going to be going, that guy was so shit. But that was really grim. Because like usually if you're getting brought on, people will be like, oh, and here he is, a round of applause. Well, and everyone's sort of clapping. Whereas this was basically pure silence, as it should have been for that video. And then someone just went on, like you hear the footsteps on the stage. And then Dave Elliott, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then having fun, guys. No, obviously, these aren't okay. I'll just, I'll just talk and then leave. <laughs> you know, so that was really, was really awkward. And um, so, yeah, that was the worst, the last gig that really sucked you. That would be a really bad way to come on. Like, what about that memorial video, eh? No. I know. Like, what about that? <laughs> Some editing in that video, wasn't it? Yeah, give it a round of applause for the editors. Whoa. Yeah. It's like, but uh, that's the end of the questions anyway. And I think we'll wrap up because we probably kept up enough of your time. Um, yeah, no, no problem. That was a lot of fun, guys. Cheers for no, th- no, thank you very much for coming on. on. Thanks for taking the time. And good luck yes, for no all problem. of your future... Well, there's Thomas back. Oh, he, <laughs> yeah. he was just away for a big dump. Just pretended to be a tornado, but he's like, oh, I feel much better. Like, I just don't matter. <laughs> Dave's done it a few times, like, and I just, oh, night, man. I was literally waiting for to hear Thomas just cursing and swearing. And then, like, I was like, he's got he's to flip the tits here with technology. Dave thought you were away because you made he made a comment about a transgender person, and then yeah, immediately like, no, I'm just... gone. I am triggered and I'm gone. <laughs> I, I, I lettered a big say because I kept going off, and I thought if he's talking and he's heard me say this, he's probably thinking, "Fuck, he's a dickhead." <laughs> no, listen, I like it. At least you're honest. You're like, listen, I have this guy. Fuck, here we go. Yeah, fair play. But no, thanks very much for going on, and hopefully uh, everything goes well with your future secret plan. yeah well fingers crossed yeah hopefully and hopefully you don't get me cancelled from anything i've said in this podcast and it'll be grand no <laughs> thank you very much yeah, anyway. cheers for having me best of luck guys all Let's right see. yep let me know when this is out i'll get shared and stuff for you so, all right no problem thank you very thank much you. Dave. Okay. all best yeah. guys take care